Welcome to Mom and Doc Talk, a podcast for health-conscious parents where you get the perspective of a mom and a dad who's also a pediatrician and pediatric emergency physician. Instead of Googling your way through parenting and hoping for the best, get trusted guidance and be the empowered, savvy, and decisive parent you know you can be. Sleep easy when you follow advice tested by doctors and tried by moms and dads. Here are your mom and dad hosts, Dr. Christopher Haynes and Azure Sullivan. Hey everyone, welcome to Mom and Doc Talk. I am your co-host, Azure Sullivan. I am a professional organizer, chemist, and a mom, and I have here with me uh, my other co-host. Hey guys, I'm Dr. Chris, and welcome to Mom and Doc Talk. I am a dad, I'm a pediatrician, and a practicing pediatric emergency doctor. And today we're going to talk about two topics. We're going to talk about how we came up with Mom and Doc Talk, how we came up with Blue Orbital Wellness and Kids Health Secrets. We'll tell you more about that in a minute. But we're also going to talk about sudden infant death syndrome and how that's changed and things that you can do to potentially protect your baby. So Azure, we've talked a little bit about and really teed up Mom and Doc Talk. We've teed up Blue Emerald Wellness and Kids Health Secrets. Tell me really from your perspective how this started, how we came up with this. It's great that you asked, Dr. Chris. Um, you know, after my finding out, you know, my first pregnancy, uh, lots of vomiting, lots of great first trimester experiences, I had a lot of questions. I didn't have a lot of family members to turn to at the time, and my friends weren't pregnant, so I had really no one to ask the their options. And my mother had passed away, so I didn't even have that female perspective or that voice Um, it's also the fact that I felt like a lot of moms that I did meet, I felt like I had to be part of this mom club and be accepted in and for them to even tell me the information that I wanted to know. And I felt like, it's like, we should just talk about these things. You know, we should just tell everyone, Hey, this is the real story. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. You know, if you have a question, here's the answer. And then I met Dr. Chris, we met at a fundraising event and, uh, I found out he was a pediatric emergency physician. And which is awesome. I had so many questions. So we got to talking and we became friends and we be, we talked back and forth about how little information there is out there for moms, parents in general, and education about children and raising them. And not just information, but the correct information out there. I feel like if you do find some information or answers, it may not be even the right answer. So we got to talking about how we wish more people knew about all these things and really our synergies kind of blended and and we decided to come up with Blumwood Wellness, Kids Health Secrets, Mom and Doc Talk, get those answers out to people, talk about real life situations, and also how to prepare yourself as parents, grandparents, anybody who's taking care of a child and what to expect and how to make it better, make our lives easier. So Dr. Chris, you know, I talked about how this developed from my perspective. How do you feel? How do you feel about us creating this? How do you, what in your mind? I think it was an amazing synergy from the beginning. We both had similar frustrations and Azure was frustrated about not being able to get the knowledge. And I also was frustrated. Um, I'm a clinical practicing physician and I can't tell you the number of times that I've had parents come in searching for information, 
they weren't able to get from their pediatrician. They weren't able to find it on Google. And they're frustrated in my emergency department at two o'clock in the morning with something that easily could have been answered. So after at least a year of hard work between Azure and I, we were able to come up with Blue Emerald Wellness and launch our first product, Kids Health Secrets. Kids Health Secrets is an online platform for parents. It gives you education around safety and it gives you education around how to raise your baby, baby 101. It gives you all of those kids' health basics that you would need as a parent. What you need when you're expecting, what you should expect in the first year, what you expect through childhood, and, and some into adolescence. Uh, we tried to hit all of the topics that are important to parents and really give you those kids' health secrets. So Dr. Chris, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? So I am boarded in pediatrics. I am boarded in pediatric emergency medicine. I ran a large urban pediatric emergency department for many years. I've also served as a chief medical officer in a large health system. And I've spent my entire career trying to provide better care to children and to families. Um, I have, on an average practicing year, seen likely seven to 8,000 patients per year. So I've seen a lot. And I want to be able to give back what I've seen to families and to patients. And also, my background is most important that I'm a dad. I have a 20-year-old. I have a 17-year-old. Um, I've learned along the way. And I'm certainly a better pediatric ER doctor by being a parent and being a dad. And I think when I think about mom and doc talk, what's really most important for listeners is that not only do you get a mom perspective, and we're going to bring on lots of guests with different backgrounds, but you get a dad perspective and you get a doctor perspective, not only a pediatric doc, but a pediatric emergency physician. So I can give you those emergency angles. I can give you prevention angles, and we can talk about a lot of topics that will be very interesting to our listeners. So Azure, I've talked a lot about myself. Tell me a little bit about you. So I'm an inorganic chemist by training and... When I found out I was pregnant, my life changed. And I wanted to rethink about how I was gonna raise my firstborn and I transitioned into professional organizing. And I became passionate about getting this information out to other people, focused a lot on getting kids health secrets up and mom and doc talk up and getting this information out to those who need this information. So Dr. Chris, and I'm sure our listeners can't wait to hear either, uh, you mentioned SIDS. So what is what is SIDS? Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But Azure, I'm curious as a, as a mom, um, I, I was a dad. I was scared to death. I'm a pediatric ER doctor and a dad, and I was scared to death. But how did you feel? Um, what was it like to bring a kid home and to hear about SIDS and sudden infant death syndrome? It's scary. Well, <laughs> I was, I mean, to say that I was really afraid was really an understatement. Uh, before I even left, left the hospital, they tell you about SIDS. They make you talk about SIDS, you know, momentarily sign off on a piece of paper saying you understand what it is. But really, do we understand what it is? Did I really know what came with that? Uh, I, all I knew is that I was just, I didn't want my kid to be alone for more than a second. And it was a constant struggle of even though I knew she was okay, you know, your firstborn and all this overwhelming, I'm a new parent, feelings. Like I, 
I checked up on her constantly, you know, made sure she was breathing, watching her on a baby monitor. And it's like, you're so overwhelmed and not sleeping as it is. So you have all these questions. You don't know if you're doing it right. I was really overwhelmed. I was scared and nothing really made me feel comfortable because at the time I didn't have any really great resource to reach out to. So there is something called SIDS and SUIDS. And what are the differences between those two things? So they're, they're really not different, Azure. You know, they are sudden infant death syndrome is SIDS. And SUID or SUIDS is sudden unexpected infant death. And really what it is, it's death of a baby less than a year of age. Most times this happens during sleep or during nap time or in the sleep area. And there's really no other cause after a full investigation for the death. So I want to interrupt you for a second. Like, how is that an okay answer to give somebody? You know, like, how can you just say, oh, we we just don't know. So like, that's what you, you tell people. So how are we supposed to feel comfort, you know, about SIDS or son and unexplained infant death. So well, I, I think it's important to know, you know, you can't eliminate it 100%. There are things that you can do to minimize it. And if you think about it, there are millions of babies born in the United States every year. And the rate every year of unexpected or sudden unexpected infant death is about three to 4,000 per year. So it's very, very low. This is not something that happens to every baby. And I'll be honest with you, and going right back to what you said, I have parents that come in in the middle of the night after they've their baby has burped funny or they're breathing funny or it looks funny. And there's true anxiety. There's true stress. I had it as well. And it, it's it's really hard to talk a mom off the ledge in the middle of the night when they think something's wrong. And sometimes they are right. And it's scary. But a lot of times it's related to asphyxia. And what I mean by that is kind of suffocation or where they stop breathing. And for instance, when we do know they had a viral illness and they stopped breathing, that's a totally different story. That would not be SIDS. That would be a viral induced um, cardiac arrest or respiratory arrest where the heart stopped beating or they stopped breathing. So I, I think, and I hope that answers your question, um, but you know, as a dad and a pediatric ER doctor, it's very uncommon. And that's something I had to go back and tell myself as a parent. It's uncommon, it's uncommon, it's uncommon. And really the data out there shows that monitors don't help. Staring at your baby in the middle of the night doesn't help. And I did it too, we all did. And you have this wonderful baby, it's now on the earth and it's your biggest joy and you're scared to death. So you just talked about talking the moms off the ledge in the ER. So that means you've seen sudden infant death syndrome. Um, Can you tell us a story about that? Well, unfortunately, I can tell you more stories than I wish I could. Um, And I wish I didn't, wasn't able to tell people stories, but I've, I've had way too many in my career. And typically they're the calls we get from ambulances very early in the morning. They're 637 in the morning when people wake up and they've put their baby down you know, somewhere 10, 11 o'clock at night and they wake up and their baby is not alive. Uh, Their baby is not breathing. And I will never forget my first cardiac arrest as an attending pediatric emergency physician. It was 7.05. I had just transitioned into my day shift 
and ambulance called and said we were getting uh, a code blue or a cardiac arrest and very sad you know the mother had decided the baby was crying all night and finally got up got the baby and put the baby in bed with herself and she ended up rolling over on the baby and by the time the baby got to me there was nothing we could do the baby was cold was dead and we could only just give support to the mom and hopefully she'll continue to you know tell other moms you know about sleeping and safe sleep i remember when my pediatrician had mentioned this to me it's called the abc rule of sleep and i literally mean a b c and what that stands for is you know put your baby alone on their back and in their crib and maybe dr chris you can elaborate a little bit more on why that is so you know it's really important for safe sleep and back to sleep and i'll say back to sleep about 10 times over because um, many of the cases that i've seen of sids have not been on their back they've not been alone and they've not been in their crib um, I've had cases where kids have been put on couches and they've gotten wedged in between cushions. And like you and I, when we sleep, we have the strength and the power to move our head. We have the ability to, to roll over and to move. Babies don't have that. And I want to go through a couple of the really important things is definitely always they have to be on their back. In naps, they have to be at night. And always use a firm, flat surface. Um, really keep that sleep area. Nothing should be there. When you so that's when we say alone, meaning no no stuffed animals, no blankets, yeah. not even those crib bumpers that yeah. everyone keeps talking about for so many years. I still see them. Absolutely no crib bumpers, and I have seen a death from crib bumpers and stuffed animals. No pillows, um, not even a hat. You really probably shouldn't put a hat. If that comes off, it's a choking hazard. It's a risk for SIDS. And you want to avoid things that are soft in general. Never, ever cover their head. And, you know, I'm sure that parents get worried all the time. But many of these things, they, they won't prevent it. But it's their steps in the right direction. And it will eliminate many SIDS deaths in the United States. And one of the things that's really important is SIDS has decreased or sudden unexpected infant death syndrome has decreased since 1990. And it has gone down. And that's really when back to sleep started. And that's really the key. And Dr. Chris, I heard you say that these monitors don't work for sudden infant deaths. And what do you mean by these monitors? Are you talking like this visual monitor? You're talking about, I heard that there's like these monitors that babies sleep on and it controls, their, not controls, but it monitors their heart rate. So what did you mean? There are a lot of different monitors, and I would say for healthy newborns, the most common monitor I see are video monitors. And really, they're not going to change anything. They're not going to change an outcome. And a lot of times, they cause a lot of anxiety because you spend a lot of time watching and looking at abnormalities. And kids can breathe in abnormal patterns. They can have something called periodic breathing when they're newborns, and it really means their breathing goes up and down and up and down, and this is normal. And we actually see this as a chief complaint in the emergency department a lot, and these are well children. There are studies that have looked at um, apnea monitors, which are put on premature infants, and they really don't affect an outcome either. Um, so they're not going to improve sudden infant death at all. When you say outcome, you're talking about a death. Okay. Death is an outcome, you know, and it, that they're going to survive. Then, as a parent, what are the preventative measures against SIDS? So there's lots of data, and we've talked about this already. You know, we've talked about your ABCs, and 
that's really important. And that's the foundation of prevention. Um, you want to put your baby alone in the crib. You want them on a firm surface. It's not soft. That's the B. You want them on their back. And as I said before, it's back to sleep, back to sleep, back to sleep. And after we met, I even talked to you about that briefly, making sure the baby's back to sleep. And the other things that are really important is smoking during pregnancy can be associated with sudden infant death. And smoking after the baby or around the baby or even having clothes that smell of smoke around a baby have been related to sudden infant death as well. Um, certainly breastfeeding can decrease your child's redu or, and reduce your child's risk of SIDS as well. That's really important. Um, not using alcohol or illegal drugs during pregnancy can potentially reduce your risk of SIDS for your baby as well. Regular checkups with your pediatrician, getting regular immunizations and vaccines can help as well. And then, you know, one interesting thing, and this is something I battle with all the time in the emergency department, is pacifiers. And the literature shows that if you use a pacifier in the first six of months of age, you should really be offering it to your child. This can decrease the risk of SIDS in your baby. And now I know I said I knew the ABC rule. My pediatrician told me the ABC rule. I read about this ABC rule. Uh, but it's funny because the part of the ABC rule is on their back. So I think, you know, some parents and myself too, when I was, you know, became a first parent, first time parent is, well, what if my kid is choking? What if they spit up? They're going to suffocate because they spit up and they can't really turn their head and whatnot. So even years ago, I remember, I think my mom did this with me. We all, they, you know, put them all, all of us on our stomachs so that if we spit up, it would go into the bed. But here we are that it's actually such a bad idea because it suffocates them. It's interesting. And, you know, certainly I grew up, you know, my parents put me on my stomach. They put me on your side. Um, the literature and the research has shown that side sleeping and tummy sleeping is really not a good thing. It's got to be back to sleep. And babies have an innate ability when they spit up, they turn their heads to the side a little bit. They're not going to choke. And, and I see lots of children in the emergency department choking, even when they're awake and they're taking a bottle. They do relatively well. And it's, it's to go back and trust the literature and trust that they're going to do better on their back and they will do well. And certainly if we've talked about all these different ways to try to prevent sudden infant death, there's the way that's the way to do it. And back to sleep is the core of that. With that being said, how does that intertwine with tummy time? Yeah. So tummy time is really important and it's important for a lot of reasons. It's important, I think, for bonding. Um, I am a big proponent and definitely recommend that tummy time should almost be done every time you do a diaper change. But the key, like being in a bathtub where you never leave a child alone, you don't want to leave a child alone during tummy time. Um, this allows them to get comfortable on their on their stomach, develop the muscles that they need in their neck and their their trunk. And it's something that really you're putting a baby to sleep and they're by themselves. That violates that they're alone, right? When they're on their tummy, you should be with them. So Dr. Chris, do you have any last bits or tidbits, tips about SIDS that you might want to add? I would say that as a parent, trust your instincts. Um, it's really hard to be scared. We're all anxious. Um, having a child is the best thing that can ever happen to you. Um, but listen to your pediatrician. Listen to some of the things we have to say. And those are the things that will help prevent that in your child. 
and it's the ABCs, and it's back to sleep, back to sleep, back to sleep. And that's really the key. Kids will do very, very well. Um, and before you blink, they'll be in their 20s. I can say even though my kid is much older, I am still very much afraid when she goes to sleep. So that fear never goes away, and I don't think it ever goes away. And I think that fear turns into other things too as they get older. And that's really because you're a good mom. Well, and thanks. So that's all for today. Um, Dr. Chris, thanks so much for answering my questions. Super beneficial. I learned a little bit more today. I hope our listeners did. I am super excited to share all this information with everyone. This is really important. It's my passion. It's Azure's passion. And this is really how we're going to format the podcast going forward. Um, not only are we going to talk about parenting, we're going to talk about realities. We're going to try to be super transparent, um, try to take the filter off a little bit um, and have a real true conversation about what it's like to be a parent, what it's like to have a child that's sick, um, how to better take care of your child and really give you those kids health secrets. Um, if you're more interested and you would like to get more information, um, you can go to our website at Blue Emerald Wellness and you can email us a question and we would love to hear from you. Sign up for our newsletter and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we look forward to uh, talking with you next week. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining our mom and doc talk. Did any questions come up while you were listening? Share your questions with Dr. Christopher and Azure by visiting www.blueemeraldwellness.com. You can also connect with them on Instagram at WeAreKidsHealthSecrets. Don't forget to rate the show on iTunes or Spotify so we can continue answering your most pressing kids' health and parenting questions. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Mom and Doc Talk. The content of this podcast, the opinions and information provided by the co-host and guests are for educational purposes only and should not replace the care provided by your child's physician. If you or your child is ill or having an emergency, please call 911 or seek care immediately.